Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Okay, this is big. Kellen Olsen's in for Wolf, all right? So we have half of the Empire of the Suns podcast. Mm-hmm. Then we just brought in Kevin Zimmerman, too. So you could make the case Kevin Zimmerman is a guest on the Wolf and Luke show, but I would make the case that this is my first time ever on the Empire of the Suns podcast. Did we have you on last postseason or no? Or did I have you on last postseason? Uh, I don't think so. This weirdo took a vacation during like the Dallas series, so I had all the hosts on. Oh, I didn't have you on. I didn't invite you. That's all. This is getting more <laughs> okay. awkward by the minute. On to the Bull Bull segment extended. <laughs> to be fair, you are the most busy. Like You're in your suit right now because you have a job after the job to go to the job, and then I, you got to get ready for your other job before the job. That busy was man, you. Really just to mediate the argument between you and, uh, and, and Rick about how good... Um, Bull Bull is. We'll get back into that later on. That may spill into the newsroom, like the time we tried to convince Jared his name rhymed with ferret, and he decided to. Kevin, I asked Jesse if he's seen the magic this year, and he said he's seen highlights. That's what he's. I heard. Yes, and prior to the segment, (laughs) Kellen said he's just going to tell me he has only watched the highlights, and then it happened. All right, this is not why we brought you in here. Even though it's all that matters in our (laughs) worlds now, Mm -hmm. Um, what is going on? Last night, how do you lose to Washington twice? I understand there's injuries, but come on, man. By 25, when DeAndre Ayton puts up 31? You don't have enough ball handlers. Oh, I, I've said this on every show, I think, for the past two years. Not when we talk one. about the negative parts of this team, and, and there are not that many, but when you look at the construction of this team, I think you just look at it. It's simple. It's Chris Paul is not close to an all-star level, let alone, you know, all the NBA levels he's been at. And then you take Devin Booker, who is his running mate and is better than him now. And you take both of those away and uh, those things will happen. And look, like the Suns' system is really good about bringing the best out of good basketball players. And right now, Dwayne Washington Jr. is probably the one guy you can say, oh, that guy, every time he shoots, he's he's confident. He knows he has to shoot for this team to be good, and there's just at whatever talent level he's at, but there's just not enough of those guys on this team. Kevin's thing on the podcast has always been being a week or two ahead of me on certain things. Like he'll say something and be like, oh, "Yeah, I guess I sort of." Because we were, it was after either game three or game four. I was in my hotel room in New Orleans, and and you were just like, "This is not the Suns team that we saw at all." And I was like, oh, "Well, yeah, I mean, the first two games were pretty great. It's been two games on the road. Let's see." And then. A couple games later, a couple weeks later, you were right. So with that in mind, watching the defense specifically, I think that that's the number one. Yes, Chris Paul is playing at this level. Yes, whatever. But if they don't get back to just being at least an average defense, they're going to be in trouble in the regular season in terms of finishing with home court advantage. What are you seeing defensively that's contributing to uh, some of the issues that they're having and being almost a bottom five defense for the last two months? I mean, I think you know, and, and you mentioned in your column yesterday, like Jay Crowder missing, that's a, a key voice on the defense where it keeps things connected, guys are communicating. I mean, last night there was just a simple breakdown between DeAndre Aiden and Mikel Bridges where it didn't look like they knew whether it was a switch or whatever, and it's just basic breakdowns like that where it puts someone a half step off, even if they try to fix it, he got called for a foul in that play that I'm thinking of. And there are too many of those, even when they subbed all the guys in at the end of the game when it was over and they um, Hachimura was shooting a third free throw in a row after Chris Paul got a tech in between two free throws um, from a personal foul. They just didn't box out because they thought it was not the second free throw. And, and that kind of stuff just tells me this team is not right mentally. They're not focused. And I don't know 
what it is that is causing that, but it's not good, I would say. And defense, yeah, you're right. It, it's the defense identity should be be there still, and it's not. And Luke, you just think about how many layups you see this team give up, how many open shots around the rim, and that's the thing. Like you can, We can sit here and talk about rotations, switching ball screens, and defensive rating, and metrics, and all that kind of stuff, but for just like the casual fan watching, you know when you see them give up an open layup or a back cut, you're like, what, what was that? Because that just never happened last year at all. But now it's happening a lot over the last couple of weeks, and to my question to him, it's just like, how is what has changed? Uh, Kevin Zimmerman is in here. Kevin realistically here too now you get the trade deadline in six weeks not that you could add you can't add a Giannis or, or Bobo in this case that would be slightly <laughs> better you can't you can't make a ridiculous move like that but what could you what if you're running this team right now what's your plan over the next six weeks that's the thing too where it's like if you don't make a drastic move and you can't because those options don't seem very obvious you know Kevin Durant's on the hottest team in the NBA right now and that kind of thing. Like, do you even want to make a panic move because you have to or this team is only going to win 45 games? Like, do you want to do that just because, just to make you maybe a semifinals team? I, I don't even know, and that's kind of what we're at in trying to decipher what James Jones is thinking because, like, does Kyle Kuzma push this team into the conference semifinals? Is that worth giving up two draft picks when maybe those draft picks this summer present you with a grander opportunity? So I think that's where you've got to weigh it. And honestly, fans might be more disappointed that there's not any trades at this deadline, even if things look as not great as they seem right now, because I don't think you want to make drastic moves and lose things for smaller moves when you just got to wait for the right opportunity in the offseason. Kind of to your point, Kevin, and what you've been bringing up in terms of your attitude on the team and just how you feel like they're a little bit shy, I think a lot of that right now has to do with the real-time reactions to the way DeAndre and Mikel Bridges are playing. And something you and I talked about a ton, even back in training camp when Monty was talking about, yeah, we want to get them more on the ball and we want to get both of them more involved. Cam Johnson was in the discussion too, and he was like, as long as we have it figured out by April or May, that's fine. And we kind of get lost on that in the real-time adjustments, but... The crazy thing that has kind of happened here is that they were already in a position where they were going to do more, and then the injuries stockpiled, and then they're doing even more. And and that's kind of goes back to why they were not necessarily limited in their role in the last two years, but why they took it slow with these guys. And you can kind of see what happens, especially in these last three to four weeks, what kind of drops off in their game when they're asked to do much more offensively. Are you... Can you buy into the in-season development for them that we're looking two, three months down the line and this was actually a good thing for them while they were losing basketball games doing it? Yeah, I think you can buy into that, and I'm sure they'll say that because when you're talking trades or bringing the best out of the current team at hand, like you want to see what stretching Mikel Bridges is like. Like He has gotten better. Like The percentages have dropped lately because he's taken on so much and defenses can just hey we know what he's doing um but i think he has to go through that remember in like year one year two devin booker went through oh what teams are double teaming this like 19 20 year old um that was a respect thing if if teams are doing that to obviously a lesser degree to Mikel bridges and deandre ayton when he catches in the post and they just know that hey him passing out to josh akogi for three is, is not the end of the world um, if those players learn from that and regardless of how good you think they can be, then I think there's a lot of value to that. Um, looking to whatever scenario you think this team is going to end up at at the end of the year. 
Kevin, real quick before we let you go, what is in your mind the cutoff where you just you can't drop lower than in the Western Conference? You know what I mean? Like at the start of the season, it was like, hey, you got to finish top two or top three, and then it was you got to have home court, and you don't want to be in the play-in round. I would say that, right? Like where you've got four weeks here at least without Devin Booker on top of everything else. How far can they drop without being in serious trouble? Honestly, I'm not even concerned for them about that because I think you could be in the playoff rounds for the next month or the play-in rounds by the end of the next month and still being a good, you know, can climb to the out of that or climb maybe into the top four. I don't even know just because it's so bunched up still right now. So I, I think they're in a fine spot where you would got to win games against the Washington Wizards probably. Um, and Too maybe late for that. They'll figure that out, yeah. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't concern myself with that. I think it's more of the whole where they're at and if Devin Booker can really get back in a month. You had uh, other hosts on Empire of the Suns when, when Kevin was gone. He didn't have me on. Man, I got you and Aaron to hate me in this 11 o'clock hour. This is really okay. good for my chances of coming Awkward, back to the show now. This is it, everyone. The swan song for Kellen Olsen on the Wolf and Luke show because he's getting everyone else to hate him. I'm sure, like, in this 11.45 segment, stay tuned because I'm going to make Wolf hate me, too, somehow. Right, like, this, this is just going to be... Well, you already got Jesse, too, because you, cool. you told him... Kevin, do you still love me? Better. We're good. We're good. Wow, I maybe I do a podcast oh, with this guy. It's amazing. You've got a few hours to not insult me. Maybe we'll make a podcast <laughs> later. <laughs> Kevin, thanks a lot, man. Good stuff.